I'm happy to announce that in this new year, we are going to be bringing Small Doses to you live. That's right. Small Doses, the podcast, is now coming to you live to a school or university near you. All you got to do is hit up bookings at divaworks.com. That's bookings at divaworks.com and find out how to bring Small Doses live to you. We going to spill all the DMTs. Small doses, self-help from the hip. Small doses, we're talking that shit. Small doses, and keeping it real. Small doses, with me and Nancy. It's so funky. Listeners, one might think, how many more topics can they do? And let me just tell you, (laughs) there's a lot to this life. There's a lot. And I might think, Is it possible to do more topics? Am I good enough to do more topics? And that brings us to today's topic. Side effects of self-doubt. Anxiety emoji. Yeah, that's where we're at. Let's really talk about that, man. Because I think this is also like a reflective time of year when people start to question, what have I done this year? What have I accomplished? I'm going into the new year. I'm going into the holidays. You know, when I have to sit down with all these people, am I going to have shit to talk about? How do I prep myself? Can I prep myself? Fucking I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to stay home like, and scroll through Netflix. All these things really, I feel like, start to bubble around the end of the year and the transitioning into a new year. And I feel like we need to get really 100 about it. And we have a guest today, Jordan Jordan Carlos. Carlos. Sometimes our guests don't show up till later. But today, our guest is going to be right here with us from top to bottom. Wow. Thank you. Wall to wall. Oh, my God. And let me tell you, Jordan has the prestige of having one... Master Blacksburg in his show of Smart, Funny, and Black at yeah. the Benson Ball in D.C. And we just did a special, like, knockout, bang em, like, mistletoe, do that, do that, do that <laughs> show. Uh, Kwan's version of Smart, Funny, and Black. Three hours. Yeah. My ankles were swollen after. Oof. It was, I, I mean, it was just a next level show. We brought back a number of Blacksburgs. Jordan among them. And at the end of the show, we just had everyone like kind of play games like throughout the show. And then I voted myself as the Electoral College on who was going to be the master black expert for the night. And Jordan came out the victor. And see, thank you so much for that. That was that was that was a great moment for me because I was like, can I win this twice? I have no idea. And I did. And I still to what we're talking about right now feel as though Chuck English was the winner. And I've have I reached out to him? I felt it was almost like that moment in, you know, at the Oscars where I was like, I was going to be like, you know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Moonlight. <laughs> Moonlight. See? Moonlight. See? Moonlight is the winner. <laughs> Not La La Land. <laughs> what is this Charlton Heston voice? I don't. Uh, that, like, All of a sudden Charlton? became like a detective in the, un, in, uh, in Unforg- what was it? In uh, The Untouchables. <laughs> like, yeah, she. Yeah. It's prohibition, see? Yeah. What are you prepared to do? Huh? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Why was I just talking about that yesterday? Okay, we have too many connections. I was like, talking me and about Jordan have too like too much a synapse. Too much. Why were you talking about the Untouchables? Because I was talking with my brother, who loves to talk like movies, everything. Gaga, ga, ga. he loves it, and we were like, he, uh, 
We were like clowning around Thanksgiving, and he was like, I was wrestling with him on the floor, and he's like, What are you prepared to do? Like that, you know, when Sean Connery. <laughs> and I was like, I was, We were just reliving that moment. And I was so like, you I was Kevin like, Costner. Yeah, I was Kevin Costner. I was like, I was like, is the I was like, is the bookkeeper on that train? Is he on that train? <laughs> like he was reaching for something. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was not the rosary like it was it was the it was the timetable for the yeah. bookkeeper and then my my daughter was like what are you guys doing yep. and i was like get out of here <laughs> <laughs> you see nothing um but well. <laughs> but on topic yeah i wrestle with that every day i have to this moment up till now you've brought it up and I still think Chuck English, like, Well, I can won. tell you why Chuck English didn't win. He was so funny. But that's not the show. You're right. Inconclusivity. Mm-hmm. The show is about being smart and funny and black. Right. So when it comes down to it, it becomes not just about, like, it wasn't like, oh, you were smarter, per se. But when it came down to giving correct answers, and when it came down to providing, like, um, insight to those answers... And adding extra information that wasn't even requested of you, you did that. So thanks, bud. That's how <laughs> that works. And yeah. you know, you played two games, so mm-hmm. you did get the real opportunity to show that. Yeah. You know, I think that um, they were in my wheelhouse, though. They were in my wheelhouse when you come with. Oh Lord, when you came when Black Facts, Black Facts is like I was like, yes, I can nail this because I was my family was like. We were a a dynasty of Black History, like in Black History Month, like we couldn't be beaten, and like we, they would like try to like you know go to like they're like okay we're gonna do electoral college on this we're gonna like you know they would try ways to yeah like but get you us also like won like, didn't you like get a five on your AP history exam it's true it's true and I but I was like in the dumb class and like I said why were you in the remedial class I mean racism but uh okay yeah, yeah. let's just keep let's it just you, keep it on because you did end up at brown so like i did it's not like you got there as a legacy i didn't i didn't get there as a legacy but i had a goodwill hunting situation in ap history i was um i was like you know i was just this guy that that was good in the dumb class and then my my teacher was like maybe you should take the ap and i was like i don't know and then i like you know because like one morning i they'd found like a, a history equation was solved and the, they was like who solved this, this is an impossible i'm so equation. mad at a history equation like what does that look like you know what it looks like <laughs> <laughs> you know the war of 1812 wasn't either fought on a you know on the 50th parallel but you know but the, the xyz affair wasn't was <laughs> limited to these matters which led to the teapot dome scandal <laughs> carry the two and i was like these are my proofs and the guy was like it's correct you know and i was lifted out on shoulders it was nuts and then i i blacked out but the point <laughs> is that i love history and ben affleck and ben affleck and <laughs> ben affleck. i worry about him i worry i do i do i, do. I, do. I want the best I for him i do deep down i know he's a pretty I good do. guy you i know? don't know that weird tats weird tats that's that's telling. He's shown me that he's interested in in things and history. He's not yeah. interested in history, which is why he asked yeah. uh, Henry Louis Gates to oh, remove no. oh, yeah. the part of the episode, uh, well, to basically not air his episode that of uh, finding your roots, where they found out that yeah. he owned slaves. Bye, Ben. But like you know. Yeah. And not him, but yeah. like hey, 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 he, his his great great his great 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 grandpa Affleck yeah, yeah. grandpa Affleck who started was, the insurance agency 
Aflac. Yeah, Aflac. I mean, I I feel as though like, but that's that's my major probs, and it's like I'm not like like Ayanla save my life or whatever it is. But I but, mean, like, I think self doubt though is a very yeah. real thing, and it's interesting for you to even a, a for you to even like attach it to something that seems like so innocuous as Smart, Funny, and Black. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's a fun show. It's an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. But, like, winning Smart, Funny, and Black is not affecting, like, your life in, like, a real way. Right. Whereas, like, passing the AP, you know, history exam can affect yeah. your life in a real way because you're able to use that to go to a higher a school with a higher level of education and you're able to change your education, et cetera, et cetera. But when we talk about self-doubt, I think a lot of times uh, we don't know i think there's a certain level of positive yeah and i think there's a a whole lot of negative and we're gonna get into all of that today let's jam drop it jam dropping jam dropping jam dropping we're dropping on these hoes <laughs> today's jam droppery is self-doubt versus imposter syndrome now full disclosure i don't really know about imposter syndrome like that it's something it's a term that i hear it's, it's definitely like been inserted into my zeitgeist and I've had other people like talk about it, but I really feel like I haven't done my due diligence on the ins and outs of it. However, I know a lot about self-doubt. Oh yeah. Now Jordan, on the other hand, knows about imposter syndrome and can give us some insight into how it differs from, how it extends from yeah. self-doubt. And I think that, you know, the combination of us having this discussion will give y'all all all the gem droppery that you came here for. Now, when it comes to self-doubt, I mean, at the end of the day, we, this is no mystery. Self-doubt is basically just when you are questioning the validity of what you're doing, the value of what you're doing. You know, you're, you're basically just, just questioning what you're doing. Is this worth it? Is it meaningful? Is it even, is it, is it good? If you're a creative, is it good is a very clear bottom line. If you're a comic, is am I funny? But am I funny? Am I funny? It don't matter how many audiences you make laugh, you will still ask, but am, am I, I funny, funny though? Yeah. Like even with my special, it hasn't come out, but enough people have seen it that I respect and whose humor I respect. Mm. And they're like, it's really, really good. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't really know because now I have entered into my phase of self-doubt, which is always like a reoccurring part of my process when I am involved, when I like make something. Yes. But I feel like for me, it ends up being a very essential part to keeping me at a certain level of not just humbleness, but awareness for the re- the, the grand macro scope of things. And the fact that like, not everybody's going like this, mm. you know, and it, and, and it also is like my way of combating perfectionism that can yeah. be very like detrimental. And so it's like, listen, there's maybe shit that doesn't end up exactly how you want it. You will have more specials. You know what I mean? Like Mm. these are the works. This is the work that comes with when I have self-doubt because I feel like I've been really crafting a way to utilize the doubt to be more of just a self-check. Right. Versus just versus stopping at self-doubt. And I think that is the fork in the road that happens. The self-doubt is a natural thing. It's that devil on your shoulder, you know, that comes in. But then you reach that fork in the road where it's like, what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And you can either go to self-check or you can go to imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome. When it it slides into complex, you know, and that's what, like, I have suffered from through the years is that I feel that whatever it is that I have earned or achieved by myself 
and, or on my own merits, actually, I, you know, I, I feel that I, I have it in some way. That it's all just been like either a mistake, luck, or fluke, something like that. And that if people really knew what was going on, they wouldn't hire me at all. Like, I think that every... But when you yeah. say when people... But that... So we must acknowledge, though, that there is a level of delusion. Yes. There's a, there's and a irrationality, level. Not right? much, but there is a level. But because yeah. when you say... <laughs> well, because when you say, like, if people knew what was going on, nothing yeah. is going on. Right. Exactly. That's, that's my point. Nothing's going on, you know. No, I'm kidding. No, but like, but like, like you know, no, 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 no. Ah. but, but, but the, 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 <laughs> yes, futile. yeah, resistance is futile. The, 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 the point is that my feeling about my work and my output mm -hmm. is always going to be, um, or something I've, I've grappled with and I work on daily is giving myself credit for what I've done. That, you know what? You made those people laugh. That was a good piece of writing. That email was fine. You Let me also say, time. though, that like yeah, yeah. you are not... We didn't even give your credits. I mean, so Jordan... Nice. I became first aware yeah. of Jordan when he was on Guy Code. Yeah. Um, and then I was doing stand-up in New York, and so we would run into each other there. And then Jordan is a writer. So not just as a stand-up, like as a writer, you were a writer mm -hmm. on The Nightly Show. Yes. You were a writer on the show Divorced yes. on HBO. You are currently a writer on First Wives Club. Yes. We are currently working together writing something. That's true. So Until like the you proof find is out in <laughs> that I'm foolish baloney. I don't know we if we can, can absolutely curse. curse on this fucking oh, show. Okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> pastrami. <laughs> so, so, so when you my yeah. question is when yeah. you get into imposter syndrome, right. is there a time though when you get pulled back? Like, to, right. does, like, is there like a situation for you when like you hear it from this particular person or you have something in this no. particular ser no. scenario? No one's, no one's, no one's word is good enough. However, I do believe this is, this is the, this is a side effect of the imposter syndrome wherein you believe what the trolls say. So you believe that they have the truth about who you actually are. So a long time ago, and this is, you know, this is my struggle. A long time ago, I, I was imbued with this 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 feeling of like chronic self-doubt uh, when I got into college, I got into Brand University and Ivy League school, a very good school. But um, I remember a fellow student saying to me, ha, you got into Brown, you only went, you're only going to Brown because you are Brown. And I was like, wow, that has a kind of a yin-yang symmetry to it. It's trite, it's short, it works, it stuck with me. And I, I felt as though any achievement beyond that, you know, like, like anything that I would do beyond that would be BS as well. It was BS that I got in. It was BS, uh, like anything I did after that, any stand up was a, you know, it was just a lucky night. The crowd, the crowd was great. The crowd was great. They were feeling me, you know, like, so, um, or if I came up with a joke, like it was lightning in a, in a bottle. bottle. Don't know if I can do it again. again, you know, like, or a performance or, a, or, um, so how does that function? I don't know. Because uh, I, because I say that because so much of my people have been asking me lately like you know you 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 accomplish something very publicly and people start asking like how'd you do it right how did you do it what's right. your secret to success and I'm actually here for that um no, no. <laughs> well my I mean my answer is always courage yeah courage is good and and you know I feel as though like I feel as though I do in the moment like. I have enough in my system where I like, I go on, I soldier on. I'm like, um, and I do make good things happen despite myself. 
which is like that's that's basically what it is like because i have a responsibility to others if like with you right now i have a like we're in a working relationship Uh and i have a i have a responsibility to you to do my best i have a family i have a responsibility to them to do my utmost what so if it was all just on your shoulders for you you don't know if it would be enough I don't know. I'm lucky in that I like respect the relationships that I have. Wow. To kind of like make like I wake up every morning and do like a prayer. Let me be a good dad. Let me be a good husband. Let me be a good father. You know, like a a good like friend to others. And and part of that is like being a good friend to myself. Yes. You know, and that is what's the toughest part. I have to like when you know like when everything you do, it's it's like the criticism comment section does not turn off. And it is, you know, it's your monitor. It's my monitor, but it it gets to a point where it's it it the the noise starts it's early. Deafening. It's too deafening. It's too deafening, and and like it could be Does like it make you para- like is it like par- paralyzing in terms of creating? It's paralyzing in terms of creating. I will we will be making good stuff, but like it, it is. No, I mean, I'm, no, listen, yeah, because yeah, the yeah. the flip side of this is, yeah. regardless of what you do, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know I'm so the, I'm so the one to be left behind no, on, in because, the underground railroad. Just like get out of here, <laughs> get out of here. Here's but a I couple think days. You food. always talk about you're the middle child. <laughs> yeah. But me being the only child, I haven't had anyone else it's to great. be responsible to. Yeah, yeah. Except for myself. Yeah. So it was like, if if you don't do it, it's not gonna happen. Gonna get done. And, and the thing about it is, now this year, I took a big swing on this trip. I took a big swing and like did something for myself. Did you? And it was DefCon. One is one one's bad, right? It's like they actually lower, but it was like, like you know, like the freaking Bombay doors were like, like, is like, this like, a, were is this a covert operated operation? It's not a covert operation, you know, it was like, it kind of, it's been a long time coming and I had to make like a big swing. And so you like what, met with somebody, I or? met with somebody, but it was like, but the guilt that was imposed upon me is usually my trigger, which is like, someone the, guilted you, yeah. I mean, my, my. I mean, let's be honest. My reps guilted me. I was gonna say, yeah. I already know what this is. It's yeah, just a matter yeah, yeah. if he's gonna share it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's you met yeah. with some other folks that could do more for you. Exactly. And they felt a way. Yes. And so fuckers. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't You're not doing it. I'm gonna tell you why I don't like this type of shit. Because they're okay. doing it to you because they can, because they feel like they they know your personality and they can play with you in that way. Yeah. And that's where I get, you see what's happening right now? That's when I become the fucking Green Beret. Right. I'm everybody's Green Beret. And my therapist, who said to me one time that I had that same brown versus brown situation. Yeah. I had a situation where I was in a show and they were like, oh, you only got in here because you're black. Right. And my mom was like, fuck, fuck that. that. And right. But you didn't tell your parents. So they couldn't even like help, help contextualize yeah. that for you. But I was much younger. I was eight. Right. And I was like, you know what Patrick said to me? And my mom was like, <laughs> <laughs> like she just like grew fiery wings and it was very wow. serious. And um and so Crash of the ceiling. I went back well, that's always how it was. Like my mother was yeah. like when I grew when I was in preschool, the yeah. teacher told us we were stupid and I came home and told my mom and she came in the next day and was like what? my you said these children were stupid. <laughs> I was on the side, like, word. But so, but I have a picture of when we were in that um 
we were in that show and I have a picture of like all the kids posing yeah. and my I'm like being smushed. Oh, you're, you're being, yes. To you're the side. Yeah, yeah. And that was my like trigger moment of like, never again right. will anyone do this to me. And so I don't like when I hear that about you either because at the end of the day, reps know mm-hmm. they have all the control of how to retain clients. Yeah. I wasn't heard. Yeah. I wasn't heard. It's never, yeah. it's, it, it's very rare that it's just some brash yeah. decision. No, not at all. It's yeah. typically like you've talked about it. You've, you've, you've voiced concerns. You've waited for action to take place. You've then done again. Like maybe I said, maybe when I said it the first time, yeah. I didn't say it right. Yeah. Maybe reapproach it like, you and I feel like this is the type of reading person. Reading my diary. <laughs> Let Yo, me reapproach yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe it's my fault that I yeah. didn't express my needs well enough. Mm-hmm. So let me come at them a different way. Mm-hmm. Let me come at a different person. Right. Maybe you know. Maybe maybe I'm being too needy. Yeah. Maybe I'm being too needy, and I actually don't even really need this. No, fuck that. Look at what these people are getting. I'm absolutely right. Yeah. Let me make that leap. I'm so glad you did that. Oh my god. Yeah, this this isn't this, this was, was not, not a part, part of the pre-interview. pre-interview. <laughs> uh, like this, no, that it, it it's it's that, and it's it's such a weird feeling. It feels like I uh, like you know like a relate because it, it's a long relationship, and I feel I feel all the feels. That's me. You that's know? fair, but yeah, that's yeah. a human. But you have to yeah. elevate. Yes, and 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 now I have to. Not do what's everybody best can for take myself. the ride. Yeah, I mean, my spirit animal is the field mouse, and I try not to bump <laughs> in anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. Is everybody okay? I feel I'm, I'm not making enough eye contact with you. Like, is every? I got my back. To, you know, you know what I'm saying. So I wonder I'm like, what your actual. I mean, spirit animal is. No, but like oh. your what? What's your Patronus is? Patronus. Okay, so so we're now we're talking Harry Potter. Now but Harry Potter. But your Patronus yeah. is essentially like it's yeah. your personality animal. Right. I always get along. So my really, Patronus yeah. is Please. the otter and the beaver. Oh. Uh, it switches ever. It switches whenever river, I've done it. River it, or sea otter. Um, they didn't specify. Okay, that's fine. But I've done the Patronus charm test a good seven times, and we. It's always the, one of those two because the Patronus charm test is is based on a personality test that therapists use where animals are what is like determined like they use animals like to be the label for your different types of personality. I'm a beaver and otter person. Okay. Okay. What my, is yours? My well, my scalp is tingling. Ask me what my favorite animal is. Que tu the otter. I well. love them. The mustache, the floating, the holding hands. We just keep. God, we were separated at birth. We really. <laughs> Our twin powers unite. But you were sent, and I'm really not sure. I mean, I know why, but it's just like I do, I believe people are sent. So yeah, this is. So but weird. it's never been this obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like me and Jordan, like keep Rebecca's even like, well, we're experiencing this is, something. This is very well because I was looking for someone to 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 work with as in a in a writing space, and yeah. like I know my personality is very specific, so it's like you, it's not as easy to just be like, all right, you, you know. So yeah. I'm like, okay, who um, is the person? And I was taking meetings. Everyone is lovely, but it just like didn't necessarily spark. And then when you did Smart Funny in Black, I was like. Oh, and I was having self-doubt because mm. I was like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to find anybody that's like right for this because me, because of the way I am, because, you know, I don't know if I don't know if I'll be able to, to like click with somebody in that space. Yeah. And then when you were because I always I mean, I think the biggest thing about self-doubt 
and imposter syndrome is that it always comes back to you making it about you. Mm. Right? And yeah. you deciding like, how am I the problem here? And what you do with that when you get to that point, right, is the fork in the road. Right. And sometimes it's like the fork is, I am not the problem. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, getting, yeah. like when you hit that point, yes. deciding to look at the facts. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, so much about imposter syndrome is about, a, is, it's really in, insecurity. I mean, that's what it really, really is. Yes. And we have done side effects of insecurity. And I'm no, I'm no professional, but I really do believe that so much of insecurity is distilled once you just look at the facts and, and, Find a way to plant your feet in the facts to give you confidence. Absolutely. Because they really serve as like bricks. Absolutely. It's you just, know? it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you feel this way all the time, it's like you feel like you're out of your freaking league. Yes. That's, that's what it is. I feel like I'm out of my depth. I'm out of my league. And that but then you sold your on. Huh? But, but I, then you sold yeah. your on. Yeah. And you sold your on because you feel like, well, I have to do it because I've already given responsibility to the, like I'm yeah. already... It, you you fight it you fight it all the time you know if I give into it then I won't do anything you know like and I just can't have that because I've come too far so it's like I think that that's what kind of like takes people by surprise is like they're like oh Jordan he's cool he's just kind of like you know he's he's status quo he won't he won't try but anything. that's not you exactly and that's what people I think the vibe that I get off, give off Weak. is one that like yes and people mistake my kindness for weakness all the time and then I have to like. I have to be like, no, actually, I have a trough of ideas and I have to fight myself. You better have a trough. Yeah. Come on, trough. Yeah. (laughs) I have a tranche of ideas that I'm like, I'm trying to like, you know, give like when I was like yesterday when I had this big meeting, like my own mind will will like keep keep my certain ideas out. But then like what happened yesterday was, I don't know, chakras aligned. It was like it was really good. And I was able to express myself, say what I wanted. And then when they asked, like, do you think you can run your own show someday? And I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I can. What was yeah. different about this situation mm-hmm. that you feel allowed you to, to battle through the self-doubt and imposter syndrome to get through to saying what you wanted to say? Because it was now or never. Do it. Say it or don't say it ever. Yes, but I feel like there are a number of people, Jordan, who the now or never moment happens and it becomes never. Yeah, but I flew all this way, so it was like engage. You know, so the like, responsibility. So like, yeah. So it is a Star Trek reference because I'm like, you're saying Star Wars, but you're doing Star Trek, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay, activate. That's what I'm, I'm like. Captain John Luke Picard of the Starship Enterprise. Sure, sure, that sure. is what no, he no, says no, no. when yeah, it's time yeah. to go into warp speed. He does. Okay, he does. we all agree. We all agree. You're we are living in a in a world of facts in a in a post factual world. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, because we did a Borg reference earlier, and I was like, oh, he's with me. No, 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 no. I'm I'm in both. Star Wars, We're Star there. Treks, okay. I, the Federation. Okay, no. yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So the, we're blurting like this is like hardcore <laughs> blurting. Like my, like, my glasses are my glasses foggy. are steamy. Hang <laughs> What does she? What more does she want? <laughs> but we're not even out of gem dropping yet, y'all. We're not even out of the gem drop. But the basic bottom line that I wanted to get to is that it's very interesting to hear you say. That your imposter syndrome, um, the your 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 workaround, yeah, is related to responsibility, yes, and basically not wanting to let people down. Yes, I can't trust my, I can't always depend on myself, so I, I but to I, let you down. Yeah, yeah, to, you can't always depend on yourself to not let you down. Right, 
But you can depend on yourself to not let other people other down. Other people down and be there for others. I, I like to be there for other people. That's like, I'm going to be there on time, no trouble. You're not going to get get any problems from me. But like, but as far as like, and, and it, it does inform other things. It makes me go to the doctor. It makes me like, you know, uh, like go to the gym. It makes me, it because I want to be there for my kids. I want to be there, you know, for my wife. I want to, you know, like I may never know what it's like to, to be there for myself, but like, but now that I have kids and a family, I can actually like get over that hurdle. Like I wasn't in that boardroom for myself specifically. I was there for like my kids, you know, like I, I have wa- to yeah. do this, not for me, but because in order for me to be the best provider for them, yeah. it requires me to make the leap. Yes. It's like Jordan Carlos, gross. Like just focus on the kids, you know, do it for them. And like, and you'll be astounded with what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they they focus the lens. They focus this the lens. Is, this is troubling to me yeah. because I'm just like, damn, like, is the only way that we are going to get... Because I feel like what you're telling me is something that men specifically in a, in a world and in a patriarchal environment that so often says like, you are the best and like mm-hmm. you just really are enough. There aren't enough men that I feel still carry a certain sensibility of like, I want to be there in these multiple ways, like not just yeah. as a provider, but just as like a person. Right? right. And I feel like what you're telling me is that like this particular, uh, I'm not going to call it a psychosis, but this particular it, way of thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. informs you to be less like, perfect partner <laughs> like, yeah. well no i'm not i'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying partner. like not yeah. a perfect partner but like it informs the type of thinking that a lot of people would want in their partner that they're not able to get right from their partner because a lot of um society just tells men that like you don't need like responsibility stops at mm. whatever feels right for you yes yes i mean that so it's yeah. so i'd say it's so troubling it because take. i'm just like Damn, like I, it, it's it sucks that you have to do this inner battle to get to that mindset, right? Right. Because I think I have that mindset of like I want to be there and responsible for people. I don't think that it comes from me hating myself, but I do think there's my there's an alignment. Well, also because we are twins separated at birth, there's an alignment that comes from just like not wanting to be an additional whackness to the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nail hitting. You've hit the nail on the head. That is exactly what it is. It's like I never, when I was a kid, I never really like. Um, and I hate to like blast my brother, but like, like he was he he had trouble, right? Trouble in school, grades, and things like that. And all I saw was my parents on him, spankings, meetings with the teacher, things like that, because he just couldn't get his lesson. Or whatever, and he had learning disabilities. So I was gonna just go left with it and do the opposite of that. But I never asked myself what I wanted, you know? And in that, like all I knew, all I knew that I wanted was to I didn't want trouble. I didn't want trouble. So like that is like most of what I'm doing is most of what I did was like a reaction and never did I ever like figure intent. out a vision and intent. Right. So it's like, that is what I'm doing now. And when I, when I do it now, how old are you now? Uh, I'm 40. So when I do oh, it this now, this is when it happens for y'all. Yeah. So like, 
That's hilarious. But I mean, I That's know so hilarious. many brothers yeah. at this age. What's it all about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That are legit like, oh, wait a minute. And I had a lawyer. See, I'm so full of shit. <laughs> I had a lawyer say to me when I was like 26, he was like, men don't start to really figure it out till 45. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he was like, right. we can be in the world. We can be responsible. We can show up for our family. We can show up for our jobs. He was like, we don't start showing up for ourselves till around 40. Yeah. And I was like, get out of here. Yeah. I don't have time for that. And like he was like, lawyer. well, it's not about you. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I like this lawyer. Um, I, I feel like, yeah, that's what it is. Like Ken really Weinrib. standing standing up for myself. What was his name? Ken Weinrib. Oh, man. Weinrib. Let it go. Let it rip. Let, but he's <laughs> like, but like, well, I feel like he's right. But I feel like this, this gem drop is a really unique gem drop because we've never done a gem drop with me and somebody else where we're speaking from different experiences that, mm -hmm. that can sometimes align or be confused or whatever. And I think that it's very interesting to just hear you describe imposter syndrome and the daily work of it. Yeah. And the difference of that and self-doubt, I think, is that self-doubt I don't consider to necessarily be a daily work. And I think that's a way of of being and I could be wrong but I feel like that is a way of really kind of assessing like maybe this is deeper than just self-doubt maybe this yeah. is something that is is a little more elaborate and that I need to I need to address in a more direct way I know for me self-doubt is more associated with specific um projects or it, it scenarios and I've always doubted myself in certain scenarios just because I've wanted to not be the problem. I don't. So we have a similar set in that, mm -hmm. but I think that you don't want to be the problem because you want to, you don't want to disrupt. Right. I don't want to be the problem because I don't want to, um, not be awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So if we're being like honest, like there's ego associated with mine, like I don't want to be the problem because I don't want none of y'all to be able to point to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because I would be in situations growing up where like I'd be the only black kid or I'd be the only girl or the, I'd be the only black girl or I'd be the only like loud one, yes. you know, and it would all, or the outspoken one. And like s freshman year at SUNY Purchase, my voice teacher. Oh, you went to SUNY Purchase? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right there. Uh, it's funny you knew exactly where to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which degree is that? Yeah, there yeah. you go. My speech teacher, like some shit went down in the class mm -hmm. where like everybody was talking, but I'm the only one who got in trouble. And she pulled me aside and was like, you're always going to be the only one. Yeah. She was like, it's a room of 30. They're going to pick out you. Yeah. She was like, they may even, they may even pick out five, but you're going to get the most trouble. trouble. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, you are just, that's where you are in the situation. Hmm. And the sooner you start to understand that, the better you can turn it from a negative to a positive. Right. And understand that like, you have something that makes people be like, I'm looking at you. And I think that that speaks to like the otherness thing that makes you be like, how am I going to manage this? Yeah. And we both have been in those situations. And I, I wonder if there's, you know, when it boils down to it, it's like, is there a wrong reason to do right? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Is there a wrong? Because we're both doing that. We're both cutting to the same. Yeah. We're both getting My to the same conclusion. My contraption isn't as efficient as yours. So. <laughs> but <laughs> but I like, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I just want, I always want our listeners to just have like different ways of considering the things that they're dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah. And just like the, cons and also different outcomes and solutions to consider uh, specifically. And I think that, 
we both have a unique kind of entry point into getting to the same point, which right. is I don't want to be the reason this shit fucked up. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do what needs to be, be done, done. <laughs> to not be the reason that fucked up. I think we take different, we have different tactics right. in that, you know, and how we try and prevent that from being I the like case. what's going on with yours. I like it. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think there's yeah. some things to learn yeah. from each other, right? Yeah. Because I know for me, uh, I've had to take my space mm-hmm. in certain spaces in a way where sometimes I feel like maybe because I've had to do that so much, it becomes kind of unnecessary in other spaces. Right. And it can send the wrong message. But you say what you want and you say what you need. And I think that's really cool. Me doing it for the first time is like. Did it feel it, freeing? It's freeing, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, like a pubescent boy whose like voice isn't quite there. And I'm like, oh, I need this from my agents. You know, like it doesn't feel like things have dropped or like, you know, it just feels like I'm starting to do it and it feels nascent and weird, but I like it. You know, it's like like sex. Yes. Still uh, another thing I'm. (laughs) pretty bad at you know Doubtful. like yeah. you have two kids <laughs> not that Someone's hard still married uh, yeah yeah it's true you <laughs> just find somebody that sucks at it too and you know you have great awkward sex together oh and uh you talk about the highs and lows and let's move on <laughs> i'm just saying i feel like for a lot of us in the beginning sex is like cool but weird Conf- it's like conf- you know the mm-hmm. mechanics of it aren't always yeah. as sharp as they look on television you're I'm like, as good as of a parallel Parker as I am uh, sec, at sex. I've had to put a lot of effort. <laughs> I don't have power steering. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I'm, 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 I'm saying this because I put <laughs> because what you're talking about is something that is no different than anything else. Where it's like practice makes perfect. Like you have to yeah. commit ten thousand hours. You, yeah, like you have to commit to like I'm mm-hmm. going to take space. Right. I'm going to take space. It's really reclaiming your time. Ooh, Queen Maxine, I like that. It's yes, it's reclaiming your time. It's but it, also yeah. understanding that you've reached a point where like it's fair for you to do that. Yeah. So many people have the opposite of imposter syndrome and self doubt, where they just are out here I doing know. the most it's crazy. and it makes people like us be like maybe like just to sit back and think about it a little more because i don't want to look like them yeah because they're bugging let me just well I, mean, I think it's an awesome generational thing too like i remember like being 40 like um growing up like at the at the cusp of uh you know gen x and then whatever but it was like it was i remember ambition was kind of frowned upon like at ambition least ambition should be made of stone stuff julius Caesar. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Dropping bombs, <laughs> friends, <laughs> Romans, countrymen. Then we go. Well, actually, I mean, in in the current climate, yeah. just just a, just a sidebar mm-hmm. talking about George Bush and people praising him as if he wasn't a complete tyrant. Right. Uh, it brings to mind Mark Anthony's speech. Well, it's yeah. I come not to 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 uh, praise Caesar, but to bury him. Not, yeah, yeah, I yeah. come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that yeah. men do lives after them. The good is often told with their bones. <sighs> so shall it be with Caesar. Wow. Noble Brutus. Go on. I'm about to I'm about to hand you a skull so you can do Hamlet for guts. <laughs> to be or not, not to, to be? be. Whether it's nobler to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune and uh something. I don't know, man. I do comedy. But like <laughs> I didn't pay attention. Peace this morning with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence and talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned. 
and some punished. For never was a tale of more woe than this of Juliet. And Romeo! Oh my God! I thought you were going to do that. Yo, all are punished. All are punished. I remember that. Remember that? I banish oh. you to Mantua. Yeah. The Franco Zeffirelli shit? Oh, mm. Elizabeth Hussey. Oh my God. She was fine. Two households. Both are like indignity. What are we doing? In favor of <laughs> From ancient grudge, break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth of it, loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers who take their lives, whose misadventure piteous overthrows do with their death bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their fear-mock love and the continuance of their parents' rage do with their death not could remove is now the two hours' passage of our stage. What? You know, I've lived a life. From way downtown. Bang! Oh, my God! <laughs> if we want to even take it to another level... Short. What are you going to do, Sophocles? One of Abril, the shortest sorter, the throat of March had pasted the rota, and bathed every vein and switched the cool, of which were two and hundred is the floor. Is that Canterbury Tales? Yes, it is! Who the f- Oh, my God! Like, yeah. yeah, not the beginning, English, not the end, but the middle. Damn, Daniel. I have a weird memory. Like, I, re- I have, like, an astonishingly, like, vault. Yeah. Like, once it's in there... It's in there. It's in there. Like swimwear. Mm-hmm. Got like you. Like it's really, I'm I'm starting to see certain things go, like track numbers of of songs on albums. Yeah. Which, that's the first thing that I was like, oh, you're getting older. You're not really confident that it ain't hard to tell is track nine on Illmatic. Like you, it might be, yeah. but it could also not be. Oh, Electric Realization on, uh, on Midnight Marauders, number eight. I think it's number eight. Okay. We can always Google it, but I think it's number eight. I, I remember it being I mean, I know that Check the Rhyme is track two Oh yeah, on yeah. Midnight Marauders, mm-hmm. but... It's okay. I mean, like, but you have to think about this. Like, when you have technology, something's gained and something's lost. So, like, Fair enough. for instance, I remember reading something about, like, uh, Greek poets... Um, just memorizing verse, memorizing verse, verse, like, like for days. So, so much verse that they would have in their memory. And then when written language, like when Greeks adopted written language, the, those poets cried because they felt as though, you know, they no longer, because the They're need also to, poets though, so like, they're really extra. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just, I had this. <laughs> I can say that because yeah. I'm a poet. It's just yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, relax. <laughs> <laughs> they had no one to, yeah, they were scrawling it on walls. That said. That's it. This has been a very spirited gem drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm letting you all know now that because this shit is so long, there's a chance that we will have to trim later in the show. <laughs> uh, but we should get into our DMTs where people ask questions. Okay. And we answer them. DMT. We're starting it. Before we get into these DMTs, let me just say something. Okay. Our self-doubt that we're dealing with a lot of times is somebody else's self-doubt that they're dealing with put on you. And it becomes this vicious domino effect where somebody will not believe that they can do something. So how could you possibly do it? And then we internalize that instead of, you know, really just being like, yeah, I did it. And it's like, but, but the world doesn't build us up to be like that strong right like it takes a lot of work to get there but I feel like 
Jordan was just telling a story, and I'm not going to tell your story, but at the end of the day, like, we think, I think a lot of us have been in situations where we've done something, like, super great that we just think is, like, so dope. We're so proud of it. And then someone goes, like, did you really do this? And, like, you feel like, well, what is it about me that made you think that I couldn't do this? Mm-hmm. And it's not about you. It's about them. They can't believe that you did this because they know that they couldn't do it. That's really what it is. Millions. I'm trying to think of an example when it's not that. But we talked about Goodwill Hunting earlier. And remember, the professor at first was like not believing that Matt Damon did the problem. But what was it really? You know why he really didn't believe it? Because he was like, no one has solved this. Mm. Not even me. Yeah. yeah. Scar is good. The boy has got it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it's like. That is so often like what detracts us from really being able to to get out of the shadow of self doubt to really like pump the brakes on on improv syndrome. <laughs> improv syndrome. Yes, and, and <laughs> that's the name of improv this syndrome is a whole other episode. Oh my god! <laughs> but we need a couple suggestions to just start us off. We're gonna warm up in front of the crowd if that's okay. <laughs> that's in no way uh, indulgent. Uh, like we're like we're a fucking yeah. orchestra. <laughs> Uh, that being said, <laughs> yes, scene, I just wanted scene. to, I yeah. just wanted to put that in your world because we are all in this world together, and I think there's just so much of us that don't really understand that concept, especially with the internet. So many of us just fail to acknowledge the impact that we have when we communicate with people on a digital device because in the digital connection, we have lost the humanity. There's no, that's what the analog part is. Mm. So we just be like, yeah, I'm gonna leave this comment and go about my day. And you just ruined like someone's entire week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just at Walmart, just puddling along and someone is home. I remember getting attacked one time so crazy on the internet that on Twitter, like I literally just fell into a puddle of tears in my living room. Oh, and my boyfriend at the time was on the couch and was like, are you, oh, are you crying? Mm-hmm. And I was like, because he can't see anything. He doesn't know what's going on. Right. He just sees me sitting over there and I'm looking at my computer screen and then I'm just like collapsing. And then he came over and he was like, ooh, yeah, that's rough. Because they were yeah. just going at me. You ugly bitch. You dumb bitch. Because some guy had like hollered at me and I was like, no dice. And his little <laughs> minion. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I, I feel like yeah, I mean, especially with life going into the phone, like I had to kind of like create situ- boundaries. Create, yeah, boundaries and create a way workarounds for my own like insecurities. And, you know, well, we will get to yeah. that because yeah. the first question is how do you not allow self doubt to snowball into feelings of being unworthy and undeserving? And I spoke earlier about just the idea of like the same techniques I use for getting over certain insecurities where we. We just kind of take our emotion out of it and like step back and just look at like the actual elements that we're working with and what we do know. But I think that can be easier said than done. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear from you. Well, first of all, um, got to go to there, there, you know, like therapy is so super important. Talk it out. Don't keep it a secret to yourself. Talk it out with your loved one. Talk to your dog. Just like, you know, talk to people Mm. because, you know, 
if you keep it a secret, the the minute you share it, it's less of a burden, you know? And, and, um, that's, that's just what it is. And, um, getting perspective on it is, is super important. And then feeling worthy enough to share that with others is also a part of it is why sometimes I keep things to myself. Right. But, but when I, I just like have to like kick myself in the ass and, and really, really share. And that's when it gets better. Like it, it can get, it can just, the potential for it getting better, any situation starts yeah. at just communicating it, communicating it. That's like, that's, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, talk to your mama, talk to your parents, like, we'll talk, talk to a safe yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, um, that's what I do. That's what I do. I reach out. Cause so many times when people are feeling this paralysis of, of this crisis of confidence, they don't reach out. Right. Absolutely. Out. We go in inward. Yes, go. They go inward. They go into their phone. They see what you know. See what what Instagram's talking about. Like, well, artists just, will yeah. always ask, often ask yeah. me. You know, what is your advice as an artist? Like, what's your advice as a creative? You right. know, that's pursuing a creative career. And I always tell folks, you need to have people around you who believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Yes, yes, because you are going to have a lot of times where the art or the work, you know, is just. It's being put into a void mm-hmm. and you're not getting anything back. And that in, se- in itself can feel like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe this isn't good enough. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm not getting the response that I want because I, I don't deserve that response. Maybe I shouldn't even be an artist altogether. Maybe I should just go to nursing school and call it a day. That's too specific. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Jordan. And I mean, the world needs nurses. Paying job, <laughs> absolutely it's really good. However, if it's your not your calling, my is mom it? is a registered nurse, or okay. or as she would say, I am a healthcare professional, <laughs> a retired healthcare professional. Um, and but it can be, it can be those times that seem that feel very lonely and make you not want to say anything. Yeah. yeah, and that's when you need to say it the most. And it's like when you have that support system around you. Even if it's just one person, mm-hmm. they can oftentimes kind of curtail you, dove, like curtail you, uh, descending yes. into the pit of unworthiness and undeservingness by reminding you, no, this is why, yeah. this is how, and this is what. And I think that as much as we talk about the negatives of the internet, it actually can do that sometimes in the positive way. Yeah, absolutely. I know that a lot of my evolution. Um, out of the dark place of like people don't like me mm-hmm. has actually come from finding that there are more people that appreciate my truth than I thought. Yeah. And that I had some people, I had I had a lot of people that, I won't say a lot, but I had more people around me than I should have uh, who were trying to dissuade me from being the, the full self that I am and being honest and mm. being true because it was inconvenient for them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's inconvenient yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I I remember distinctly like yeah. putting together. So when we did the pilot thing that we yeah. did, remember where yeah. you did the guy on the phone and Jordan just really helped me out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he really helped me out with this idea I had. And listen, yeah. it was very scrappy. I was pulling it from nothing. It was just one of those things in New York. You're just like, we want to try this thing, and I'm yeah. gonna get these people around me that I know do stuff to do it. And mm-hmm. one of the girls that was involved in it was somebody that I really trusted and that I really thought was really good at the job, that I really thought was good at her job because she always had a job doing this job. Mm-hmm. So it meant nothing, it was nothing for me to bring her on. Like it was like, obviously. But then when she was on, she was terrible. 
<laughs> Terrible. Right. She was a completely ineffective producer. And she, you know, like just the, the role of a producer is to keep the production going smoothly, mm-hmm. to make sure everybody is where they need to be. And to uh, just consider the possibilities of what could go wrong and the great parts of what could go right and 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 anticipate. And, uh, you know, we would have someone come to set and she would not prep them. So <laughs> you're laughing because, like, that's so basic. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's yeah, just, yeah. like, a basic, basic, basic thing. thing yeah. Right? Like, we were about to start shooting a scene. Mm-hmm. And I said, hold up. Is he mic'd about the other actor? And the sound guy was like, oh, oh shit. shit. Right. My, My bad. bad. Right. And the producer was like sitting on the steps. And I was like, we're losing light. We have to hurry up. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, at that point, in a lot of productions, like politeness goes out the window. Like yeah. everyone just gets very like, get it done. <laughs> when it was all said and done, like six months later, I was like, I'm moving to LA. Yeah. We ran into each other and she was like, I think it's really great that you're moving to LA because, you know, people don't like you. And who says that out their mouth? I've had three people say that to me very distinctly. People don't like you. I had it happen from an ex. <laughs> well, when we were together. Right. I had it from this chick and I had it. Um, the playground when you were six. No, no, this was okay. 2015. Because that sounds like something a kid would say. Oh, no, and the other person said it on a date. The last person said it on a date. And so I said to her, I sent her an yeah. email the next day, and I said, you know, I just want to say that it really it really bothered me when you said that. I don't. I just didn't feel like that was the kind of way to, like, yeah. speak to somebody. And I sent it as an email versus a text because it was, like, very formal the way I was saying it. Right. And she basically hit me back and was like, you know, I mean, the reality is is that you're not a good leader. And um, other, you know, because you correct people and not everybody wants to be corrected and not everybody does their best work, (laughs) then they're being corrected. And I think that there is a possibility that you will be successful in spite of this because I've seen it happen. But yeah, the email's still on my phone, I'm sure, because I'm an email hoarder. But she said all this and I took it to heart at first. Mm -hmm. But then the self-doubt steps in where you're just like, fuck, maybe I'm not a good leader, you know, because why would she be saying this? And I had to step back, step back, step back, step back. And this is what Therther did for me. Yeah. Because going to therapy helped me to know how to step back before the undeserving and before the self-doubt takes me to a a dark place. Poison pill. Yes. Because the therapy helped me to say, first and foremost, is this self-doubt mine or is it someone else's? Hmm. So let's start there. Then, okay, are they saying that because of an action I did or something I didn't do? Yeah. Then I, then it's like, if it's something I did, why did I do it? And that'll usually tell you everything. Because mm. when I got to that point, why is she saying that I'm not a good leader? Because I correct people. Why did I correct people? Because we're on a shoot where we have very little time and you're not doing your fucking job. Right. And I didn't say to you, you're not doing your fucking job. What I said was, hey, can you go prep these people? Because they're not prepped yet. And you didn't like that I interrupted your conversation that you were having to go do that. And so when I relive that, I'm like, no, bitch, you're not the one who needs to have self-doubt. <laughs> she don't have enough self-check. You're right. 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 And so, but that's like... The the steps. Look at all those steps. Yeah, but yeah. like therapy helped me to like learn how to master those steps right. to where I'm doing them like I'm fucking kung fu. 
<laughs> I'm I'm you're I'm fluid really, with the movements you're saying. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. very it's very yeah. um you know in the park. What, what, uh, why am I in your wheelhouse? It's muscle memory you now. What it's oh, tai very tai chi. Oh, okay, yeah, it's yeah. very feng shui. Oh yeah, sure. I, I'm just over here doing movements. Brendan's like tai chi, obviously. I know. Amanda. Wow, um, I, I'm amazed. <laughs> but so you know, that's the type of work that I learned in therapy, and mm-hmm. to deal with people like that because I think that. It was one of those times where she really rocked me. Yeah. Because I, I did not see that coming. I thought she was my friend, like in a very real way. Yeah. Well, I thought she was my friend in a very real way. And I did not know that she thought that about that production. And, um, you know, you find yourself in scenarios where, like, you're also still learning. I'm still learning how to be a leader. Mm. I'm still learning how to correct in the most efficient way possible. Right. You know, I'm still learning all these things, but you want people around you that can at least, at least can regard the fact that like you're putting effort into the learning. There's, there's, there's actual like, you know, progress being made. Instead of writing you off. Yeah. It's like, people just don't like you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. But it's like, why don't people like you? You know why? Because you call them on their shit. And it's inconvenient for them. Yeah, which is such a weird thing. I mean, this kind of this odd like nobody wants to like take up the mantle of responsibility, right? So but it's they just also like turn yeah. it into something else. Yeah, I'm a healer. Like that's the thing I've heard. I've been hearing a lot lately. Instead of taking an accountability for things, like people like just re re um, what's the word I'm looking for? Finding new nomenclature for like mm-hmm. their bullshit. Oh. I'm a healer. I'm a thinker. <laughs> I'm so what's it and a healer and a thinker what, what what does it mean in that respect though i i mean i like oh you mean like when people like list things on their instagram bios i just mean like somebody yeah. like saying some shit that is wildly inaccurate or inept right and then being like hey look i don't really know ne- i don't really necessarily feel like this is like the best use of the point mm-hmm. to support what you've presented already and then being like well as a healer Oh God! This is right. what I do, and it's like, well, you yeah. can call it whatever you want, but it doesn't make it any less, yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that they're using it to patch up or cover up or just yes. give give some kind of like cover for whatever they're doing. Yeah, I get that. I get that. My God. Yeah, it's like the difference between someone like if you're so bad at comedy that after a while you're like, I'm just a humorist. Then you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Okay. Real imposters. <laughs> See, that's the problem. These are the yeah. real imposters. Ah. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she has honestly said that I don't even know half the shit on the website, but she has people lined up. There's so many confabs and festivals and things like that, like goop festivals, and people are like, I gotta get this shit. I need this microbalancer in my life. It's got the rose water and the minerals that I need. And they'll drop $900. But like, that's how Gwyneth Paltrow makes all her money. Am I, I mean, there's the world needs PT Barnums, I guess. So, like, to me, those are like Carnival Barker kind of people, right? Wherein they take the fact that we all lie to ourselves. And make a living off of that as well. So what you're saying... So duplicitous. Yeah. So, I mean, amp- that, that is the amplification of saying things like, I'm a healer, or, I'm, a, I'm a this, I'm a that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Snake yeah, oil yeah, salesman. Yeah, I see it. I yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. All that. Next question. Do you feel people who self-sabotage do so because they are full of self-doubt? 
or because they refuse to learn from their past or evolve? I could say that just, it, it could, yeah. it's, it's, it's case by case. But most often um, it's the devil, you know, you know, you're happy with the devil, you know, like, like if you have an opportunity, right. And this has happened in my career as well. I've self-sabotaged like that, that plagued me in my twenties and into my like early thirties before I kind of turned that around. So like, this is, I mean, but like, you know, self-doubt and, and, and just fraud, the fraud complex, it, it's more of like a smoldering fire at this point, but like, but the self-sabotage is being afraid of a new opportunity. So you are fine with the devil, you know, which is the status quo. That door that's opening, you don't know that. You know this. You're willing to take this instead. See what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How do you... I mean, and that's why when people ask me, like, how did you? How have you been successful? And I say courage mm -hmm. is because I think that it really does take a certain level of courage to step into the unknown. Yeah, and I mean, we up on this beautiful, like, hill in this house. I, don't, I wouldn't be as courageous as you to, like, own this house. I'd be like... I don't own this house. I'm renting this house. Okay. I wouldn't be as courageous as you to, to have this house. I would definitely have a small studio, uh, probably in, in North Hollywood. No <laughs> offense to North Hollywood. Hollywood. But just, like, uh, you know, that would be airless. <laughs> Windowless. <laughs> Windowless. I don't want trouble. I would pay my rent in cash. You know, I like, mean, I, I just, but I've yeah. had to get over that too, though. Like, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've had to really just be like, balls to the wallet, man. Yeah. Like, or ball to the wallet. At least just keep one ball safe. <laughs> Scrotal safety, <laughs> is, Scrotal safety is, is, is so important. It's, it's undeserved. A, a, a vast, vast difference between uh, one ball to the wall and two balls to the wall. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You know, oh, it's just I mean, I was talking to my, <laughs> I was talking to my bookkeeper and you know, you, you, you reach a point where it's yeah. like, okay, you, you have, have to, to give to get. get. Mm -hmm. So that's in the positive way of giving love and attention to things that matter to you and people that matter to you. But also like in a certain, in, in the capitalist society that we're in, you have to give money to get money. Yeah. It's just a real, at a certain point, it's a real thing. And I don't necessarily mean like give money to your product per se, but like you're going to need to hire certain people to create a certain level of efficiency to advance your output. And that's why I'm very impressed with you. I mean, you have a team and it's, I know that you say you're learning about the team and things like that. Those processes are there. Like I, Oh my God. I, I like, I, I just like, I fret over but you gotta my, suck it up yeah. and that's really what it ends up being yeah. I think sometimes people think that when you yeah. when they see someone like me like you're just moving so assuredly and it's like mm -hmm. it's not that it's just that once by the time I've made the decision I've fucking sucked it up right to where like I'm moving you know I'm like yeah. Bella in <laughs> Twilight I was deciding on whether I wanted to go to a Twilight <laughs> reference. But basically, <laughs> basically, when Edward comes back, he's just like, what the fuck? Like, why yeah. are you so pressed about being with me? Like, I'm a yeah. fucking vampire. I'm crystallized in the sun. Like, why are you really pressed about this? We've already discussed <laughs> it. Like, it's not really a thing that should go down. And she's like, because I fret about shit. Yeah. But once I've made a decision, I'm committed. I'm committed. Yeah. And she's like, I'll move with it, you know, and that's the thing. It doesn't mean to be, it doesn't mean you're rigid, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you, you fret 
because you're gathering information. Right. And some of that information is, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And I think for all, for those of us who suffer from self-doubt in a real way and imposter syndrome in a real way, it's, am I the person to do this? Am I the right person to do this? Yeah. Is there someone better than me to do this? And then you have to come to an understanding that, you know I'll go what? get that better person. Yeah. <laughs> but, but instead of going to get that better person, <laughs> you have to say, there might be. Yeah. But I'm who's here right now. Gems, bombs dropping. Yes, it's it's true. It's so true. I'm so. I mean, like I'm a weirdo. Like I, I've had the, a cleaning lady for seven years, and and she's great. She comes every Tuesday. Monica, she's the best. And I'm still like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're. I'm sorry, my house is so small. I'd probably find a better house. You know, like so. I don't know. I don't know. But somehow I get through. I have no you idea. Do. It's insane. It's insane. But then she's like, yeah, pay me the money so I can do the goddamn job, Jordan. Yeah, she's the best. Always hit her up on Venmo with the with the with the with that smiley face and a heart, you know, like she's great. I've told the story once before that when a cleaning woman found my vibrator. She found the vibe. And uh, Was it like an Easter egg hunt? Like you hid it somewhere? I like- forgot to hide it. Okay, gotcha. And it was a lot for me. <laughs> Aren't they just supposed to like not touch it? Like, how did you? What did you? What did she you was making the bed. There's no way around it. Got you. Got you. And There's you were, no way around it. Were you in the house at the time? Thankfully, I was not. Yeah. But when I came home, I realized what had happened because oh, no. I just stepped out. Like it wasn't like I. Sure. I had stepped out and came back and was like, because <gasps> you know the realization comes. In, the realization comes in waves. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the math of like wait because she couldn't have but then because that hold on <laughs> the pot's on the boil medium <laughs> so medium 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 saw the vibrator and perhaps even had to touch it and it's not to say that it's like drenched in oh, ejaculation but yeah <laughs> it was a lot it's a lot it's a lot for her to deal with I hope you tipped her well. Rebecca, do it again. <laughs> In a way? With your cleaning lady? Rebecca. <laughs> her face. Because Rebecca will see me going down the road, and I'll see her seeing me going down the road. She's like, she's not going to say it. She's not going to say it. She's not going ah, to. Ah. Can, can I say something, though? In a way, did that bring you and the cleaning lady, you know, closer? No. <laughs> It did not. Okay. It, it, it actually right, well. created a chasm. Oh. We have our next question. Hey, Amanda, I'm in love with your podcast and your Instagram. Hashtag just saying. But are there or were there any areas where you doubt or have doubted yourself? And if you are over the doubt, what helps you to do so? I will actually talk about later in that one time about where that still lives in my work with just growing in romantic relationships and doing what's right for myself mm. as opposed to being able to simply just recognize that in other people. But I would say in the workspace, I'm in that phase right now with my special. I'm going through that right now where you're just like, okay, is this really good? Are you in the editing room? Right yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Cool. I'm seeing the edit. I'm going to see the final cut tonight. Yeah. Is, is this, is this really good? Is it, is it? I was there. I thought it was great. Thanks. Not enough. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> but you were rocking it. I mean, like, no spoilers, but you had, the outfit was correct. 
you came out. You it was like church. It was great. Like you at one point it went church TED talk, and then you turned it around and made it hilarious. Like you brought us, you brought us to places. There were journeys. There were people like head nod, like mm-hmm. I thought there, like I magically had like a a um, a fan with Dr. King's face on it. Like it's, it's a, a black, black church, church reference, but it's like yeah, I felt like I was like well, I was like what the fuck is happening? Like you, but it, you see what's happening right now is literally what it is to have self doubt. Everything you're saying, yeah. I'm like I see it's authentic. Right. I see that you're not by any means like saying this to like try and soothe me per se Mm -hmm. like and i know you were there yeah so it's not like it's false and you're not the first person to say this nonetheless i'm like appreciate your input i'll judge for myself that dude in the pink hat though (sighs) there was a guy in the audience (laughs) and that's why i said this before and i'm gonna say it again don't bring your man if he ain't a fan Because a taping is not the place to win people over. No. You know what I mean? Like, come to the taping because you are a fan and you want to be a part of this experience. Come to the comedy club because you've heard about the jokes and you want to see if they're for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, so yeah, I'm in that space right now. And I think that for me, and I was telling this to Jordan before we were on the mic, but... I get into this space because I don't necessarily trust everybody's meter. And your meter is like your version of standard, right? And so like, even though like I really at this point feel like I have a bunch of people around me who have a very high meter in terms of excellence, et cetera, Mm -hmm. it still doesn't compare to like my own meter and my own consideration for like what really matters to me and what is like the nuances of, of why I do things and say things. So even though I get praise from people and I appreciate it, oh my God, to the fullest extent, I will always default back to, okay, Okay, but are are you truly happy with this? Right. Because it doesn't matter if they're all happy and you're not. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, you're the only one who's going to take the L if the shit falls off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why I hold myself accountable in that way. And it's a very slippery slope because you can get to that. You can hold yourself accountable in that way and then go into fuck I maybe shouldn't have done this and maybe shouldn't you know what I mean so like it's it's definitely something I do in a very like conscious way but the self-doubt is part of my process at this point and I oftentimes feel like if I didn't get to a place of Mm self-doubt then it probably isn't as good as I think it is ah yeah so if you if I'm way too confident oh honey yeah you need to go back and sit down right right it's every time yeah. I, when I first when I wrote my first poetry book, I was like, I'm doing a book called Evolution, and it is going to be about. <laughs> Brandon just looked at me like, oh, okay, you were in college, <laughs> you were absolutely in college. Evolution, and it's going to be my poems, mm-hmm. and it's going to speak to my experiences, and blah, 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 blah. and I just knew that you know I had nailed it. Right. I fucking nailed it, y'all. I had like the self publishing thing, like I had the cover. It was happening evolution was happening because ain't nobody gonna tell me what i can and can't do right and i'm telling you i'm ready to do a publishing book of poetry okay what what happened to evolution i went to see alice walker speak okay and in her speaking i was like oh so you ain't shit yet wow like this is a master Mm -hmm. and you was over here like really like thinking that you had it all worked out 
and you need to really go back in and go deeper. And I call it getting in the genius box. Mm. You need to get into the genius box of like, how do you make something that is more tailored to you? Um, Not just on like a surface level of I I did did it, it, but on an internal level of like, this is something that's doing something for me. Mm. And, um, and you saw how much higher you had to climb basically. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I, and I, I took on the challenge. I mean, I ended up naming the book young skin, wise mind, old soul. And it it changed the poems I put in there and it changed kind of just like how I was looking at the book, Mm -hmm. you know, before I feel like I was looking at it, just like I'm getting this shit done. And then it changed to me looking at it like this is a part of your legacy. Yeah. You can't just get it done. And a lot of folks operate from that space of just get her done. That's where we're at now. Yeah. yeah just get her done. It's a notch. Plow through It's things. a notch. Yeah. You know, and I don't do that. And so I always have to revert, not revert, but I always have to check in with me. Like this meets these other people's checkpoints, mm-hmm. but does it meet your internal checkpoint of it's up to standard about what I want my legacy to be. Hmm. And of course, legacies don't really matter at the end of the day, right? Like when you're gone, you're gone. Yeah. But they can matter. Well, they can matter to you in your final moments, you know? I mean, I always think about that too. Like my, my, my golden years, if I live that long, like for, for black, black men, that's like our fifties. But like, you know, if, if I live a long life, <laughs> I knew you get it, but it's like, <laughs> you know, and I look back and I'm like, did I do everything I could have done? Did I squeeze the limit? Did I do everything I could have done while I was stuck in this place? You know, like that you can look back on, and feel fulfilled you know like that feel that that feeling that you you met your potential you were equal to it you know like that's like super important i think you know hella important also important is one more question oh this is a good one (laughs) how do you determine the difference between self-doubt and intuition oh man I think it's like, is it just like your ear wiggles a little bit? Like intuition? Like, I think that intuition feels more like a statement mm-hmm. and self doubt is more like a question. Yeah. Intuition is, yeah. It's definitely that. It, nope. This ain't good. Tingly sensation. You, it's, it's, intuition feels more action based. Yeah. Where self, self doubt feels more. Uh, static right and i think that it's like when you have that question when you have that moment is it a question that's coming to you or is it an action that's coming to you and even if you hit the self-doubt question i think you can turn it into an action and i think that's the fork in the road that we're talking that we've been talking about you know for me my problem whenever i'm not listening to my intuition is me turning what's been said to me in my stomach as a fact into like but is it? <laughs> you know, and that's when we start dealing with the cerebral bullshit. And yeah. once we get in our heads, also remember we're no Ugh. not like your intuition is your connection to the universe. It's very pure. It's very uninterrupted. Your your self doubt is involving everybody else. Yeah, 
You know, your 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 intuition is like your feet being grounded to the earth, and I feel like you you know when you have self doubt, it's just like looking up and all the stars talking at you, like no, but you should, but you should, mm-hmm. but you should, but you should. And that can be a lot to manage. You know, they say intuition uh, of intuition. This is um, I read this a long time ago, and I want to say it was a Harvard study, but it was probably like a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> but um, it was like they said that human beings can tell when they're going to make a mistake, like as far as like dropping things or like, you know, slipping and falling six minutes before it happens. So mine is 20. Really? You can feel it? So I have a sixth sense, 20 to 30 minutes before an obstacle or some type of conflict will happen. Yeah. My neck burns. All my friends know about this. So like, I'll know when our flight's going to be delayed. I'll know about traffic. I'll know I forgot something. Wow. Um, I'll know... Like if something's gonna spill, et cetera. And I can you caught only... your purse like crazy this morning. Were you thinking about that before I even came in the house? I knew there was a possibility. That was so weird. But like I know that and the key is believing yourself. Mm. I will look at it it's like it's the same thing where like you see a a dish too close to the edge of the of the counter and you're like, that's gonna fall. Right. And then you talk yourself out of it because you're like I can't tell if something's going to happen before it happens. And then it fucking falls. And you're mad at yourself because, like, (laughs) I knew that shit was going to fall. And I didn't just push it back on the counter. We do this. How many times have we done this? We've all done this. We're like, ah. You tell yourself, like, nah, it's fine. You should have just handled it. Because you were given a gift of being able to see things before they happen. Because I believe that time is only linear in this particular dimension that we're in. So the shit is happening in a much different way in other ways, but that's a whole other podcast. Okay, Interstellar, okay. No, I feel you. No, but you have to- but Interstellar it's, is yeah. like my Bible. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting that together. But it's like, <laughs> but I feel you have to listen to yourself because yeah, you feel it, push it back. You know, like push your, push whatever You know is, yeah. more than you think you know. No. Yeah. You know more than you think you know. We live in a world that has made a practice of- Hurting, quieting, silencing people that know more than they think they know. We burned witches at stakes. Right. We killed the Mayans. Yeah. We like this is like we did kill that like the native Amer- like the I, native I, indigenous I, I people they make their whole shit. I didn't, I, I, didn't I didn't do it though. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Any, like we yeah. really have made a practice of that. Yeah. And so it's now like intrinsically trained people to kind of not trust that and not believe that. And right. I I believe that there's no way. That when we are made up of the same shit as the fucking universe, mm-hmm. there's no way we're not connected to it. Of course. The ashes to ashes and the dust to dust. Right. We're atoms. Like, all energy is connected. It's like when you stand next to a piano and you put your hand on that shit when you're singing next to it. And you can feel the vibration of the music through your hand, to your arm, mm. to your body. And it keeps you on beat and it yeah. gives you a rhythm not just because you're hearing the rhythm but because sonically you have connected Woo. people i like yeah so he's been with us throughout the show so let's get into people i like uh jordan this is the part of the show where i have a guest sometimes i don't have a guest but regardless mm-hmm. i give acknowledgement to someone who i like and whenever I do have a guest, the only requisite is I have to like them. Who do you, who do you like this this week? I like Jordan Carlo. Oh, thank you so much, Amanda. Because you've been the same 
like every setting I meet you in. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. But also because you are the embodiment of what I created Smart Funny in Black from. Mm. And I really felt like when I started doing stand-up in New York that there was like this very specific black space for comedy mm -hmm. that was kind of like also only relegated to a certain kind of black comic. Right. And that like, if you weren't in that space, then you weren't considered like doing black comedy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want to be black at all times. So I'm just like, <laughs> why? Like, why is what I'm doing like not that? Mm -hmm. And I... I really felt a way about that and wanted to like do something action-based versus just complaining that gave more space because I felt like that was also just like diminishing to black voices. Yeah. And it really just kind of says like, Oh, we can only exist in this space. Right. And chocolate, when I, chocolate and chili, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. Which has its place, purpose and its but, place, but it also yeah. should not just be like the one place. Yeah. yeah. And when I decided to start doing Smart, Funny, and Black, it was originally as a showcase, as like a stand-up showcase. And it was really dope um, to find comics who were like, yes, this is a space I would want to be in. And I remember when I met you, I was like, yes, this is the type, this is exactly like the the embodiment of the of the comedian I created this for. And then I moved it so before you could do Smart, Funny, and Black. But yeah. I, I I dropped you off. I, that was my uh, I'll that will be burned on my brain forever. We did a show on Fifteenth Street, and then it, it was uh, it was like Molly Austin's show. Yes, uh, and then and I, Mia. Yeah, Hi, and like, I'm Mia Moretti, Molly. How you doing? Yeah, and you were like, I think I'm gonna go to California, Jordan. I'll see you later. And I was like, Oh, good luck out there. You know, it's really hard. You know, like <laughs> it's crazy out there. And then and then like then everything happened, and I was like, Oh my god, was it my car? It was my car. That's what did it. Can I tell you, like, I, I'm not selling that car. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I really, even in just recently, like, so Jordan and I have started working together on a project, and it is very um, actually self-affirming to my self-doubt to work with someone like you because I'm like, oh, there are like compatible creatives yeah. that that you can exchange with. And I feel like what's always happened with me is that I've worked with people who we are compatible. We're compatible in terms of creating, but they have like this, this like uh covert ulterior mm -hmm. where they really just want to be a star. Right. You're not going to get that with me, but, um, <laughs> but what I, what I do want is to be successful. I like six. I, I, I and like, everyone measures that differently. Yeah. Yes, mine is like, oh my god, the mortgage is paid, and like we can go take a vacation, and like y you want to get something on iTunes, kid, do it. You know, like that's my measure of success. Not it's it's not crazy. It's I think it's crazy that I even make a living doing entertainment. So I, you know, that's just that's how I look at it. To this day, when I go on stage, I I laugh, and I'm like, you right. get paid to tell jokes. That's hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah it's insane. literally and figuratively yeah. like made up crack me ups that's it you know it's just it's it's a world that i just kind of feel honored to exist in and when i met someone like you i was like it's dope to be in the world with someone like this well thank you and, and doing smart funny and black was like 
I have to say it brought me back. Like I say, it breaks, it brings me back to like black history months of my, of my youth <laughs> and like, you know, just like being immersed in the, in the, in the, in, di- in the diaspora <laughs> of just like, you know, like, like be it like we had like, um, you know, we called it like Jubilee Sunday where we would like do like, um, this is just a, at your house or at the church. The, oh, this is at church. But okay. it's like my mother would just show out and she would like coordinate the whole thing. And there'd be like Paul Lawrence done by this. And like, you know, like my Angelou that, and it, it was it was great man it was like so much fun and i was like it should i was like this is my life this is every year and every you know like but then somewhere along the line when i got to new york like that community um it you know it was back in texas and like and i lost a bit of that you know but when i came back and did smart funny black I, I mean i don't know if you noticed but it was like it it's I mean, I love the show. It's it's it'll challenge you mentally, uh, athletically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> athletically is real. Oh my god! And you have to go back to the vault of memory for like the national, you know, the Negro yes. national anthem, and like you know, it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and I felt like spent, but great at the end. And like each time, I'm like, I want it. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's only because my mom did like quiz bowl stuff with me, and like you know, made us read so much James Baldwin, or just like. Just all the documentaries and all the movies, and you know, it it, it feel it's a reaffirmation that we that African Americans have a lot to contribute to the discourse. And I was like, yes. and it's it feels great. It feels really great. Yes. That, that one time. time. <laughs> I want to talk about our next segment, which is that one time. Which is when we talk about basically like the yeah. theme within a very specific instance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talked about just this recent scenario that yeah. went down. And for me, I feel like my specific instance where self-doubt really rears its head is not necessarily in the creative space anymore. I've actually reached a point where creatively I have mastered handling self-doubt. Yeah. To the point where um, I know how to hit that fork in the road and and use it to wield more from me. Mm-hmm. You know, like the self-doubt now, I use it to fuel more ingenuity, more innovation, more um, even more meticulousness about details. Like, yeah. okay, you know what? Maybe just go back in and like see like is there any is there another level to go with this? And I feel like that's what's always gonna have me like thriving in terms of the creative but when it comes to relationship side of things um i still struggle with that yeah every time that i find myself in a situation where like i've had an interaction with somebody and like i and it goes awry i always ask myself like how were you a party to this what did you do in this situation to go awry and i've had to really become very very cognizant of the steps that i take to that to alleviate myself of the imposter syndrome side of it because I have become very conscious of the fact that like I know when I get to a place, I have been super duper thoughtful about how I approached it. Right. I know that I've given warning, you know, like for instance, like with the agents. I left CAA earlier this year. Nobody could feel away because I did not surprise anybody. Mm. I had a conversation. I didn't see a result. I had another conversation. I didn't see a result. Then I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to meet with you all. I'm going to meet with this other agency. Both of us, we're going to have an opportunity. You'll, you'll both have an opportunity to say what you're going to do. Yeah. And no one, and the other one presented better opportunities. But like I had to do those steps so that I can be like, 
and seen. Right. And I think that this is what plagues a lot of us in relationships because we don't apply the same thing in relationships. Like, and I have had to really, 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 really work hard at this, and it's still a constant work in progress because you let things keep going in a cycle that you wouldn't in other parts of your life mm-hmm. because you still will doubt. Well, maybe, maybe this time it'll work. Maybe this time it'll work. And it's like if you were, if you were in a a working relationship and it kept doing this, you would stop because right. you know that you've exhausted all of the efforts. You've done, you know, you've done the <laughs> you've done things. Everything. Yeah. So why are you continuing this in your in your like romantic relationships? And I am an imposter. I have imposter syndrome in my romantic relationships. Hmm. I've had to re- work really, really hard at it in that specific place because I don't trust what I know. Right. Even though I know I know it. Yeah, because your gut tells you. Every time. Yeah. My gut tells me every single time. And then I say, but maybe you're just being a negative person. Right. Or maybe, you know, you're this is a father issue. You know, I mean, mm. and so like a lot of my work has been like getting out of my head in that and just really like planting roots in my gut and what my gut tells me about a situation and you know not allowing the cerebral part that steps in and only steps in for me for everybody else i can tell you exactly what the fuck is going on in your shit i can tell you exactly how it's gonna go right how you're handling it how they're handling it etc but when it comes to me i doubt because i don't necessarily trust like do you really know what's working and it's only very 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 recently that i've come to Acknowledge that and get better about, look at the facts. You did this. You did this. Yes. You did this. You're absolved. Yeah. Yeah. You know this. You know this. You know this. You know what to do. You and be knowing. But, that, but that's how I got to I be knowing. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. whenever I say shit, it's never coming from my ass. Yeah. It's gone through a stage. It's gone through several stages before it came out my ass. Like. Right. Never like you know they they, they always say it comes out your ass because it's like you're talking shit, mm-hmm. but it's coming out my mouth like I like because I'm really like I'm I'm not just saying things without a conscious thought process. You can watch me in interviews. I always take a moment. I think and then deliver. say something. And I think that with the imposter syndrome, though, you will a lot of people will also deflect their imposter syndrome onto you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yes, that happens a lot too. It's like it feels as though like the worst possible scenario is when you someone doesn't believe what you're saying. And that happens, that's fine, that's life. But they don't believe it because they don't like it like if it's a situation where it's like a case of ideas, I've had like um people just say to me, you know, it's literally the subtext is I don't, I don't like, like your, your idea, idea because, because it's not mine, mine. you know? Like that. Oh, well, that's just envy, right? It well, or it could be better than my idea, but I have the power, and like your idea is going to go in the garbage heap, and that's it, right? So I've had to like, so then when I get the rejection, I'm thinking maybe it's me. I'm too dumb. Like my shit's not funny. So like I'm I'm it sends me in a spiral and a tailspin. But like what you're talking about, about like I wish. I could give myself the advice I give others, especially like professionally. Yeah. Like I'm always professionally, like people will be like, thanks for that advice. That was awesome. You gave me some great advice and look at me now, you know? And <laughs> But like, but you must feel that way with like personal advice. Like you're like, he ain't, you know, he ain't shit and he ain't doing nothing. You got to move on. You got to do this, that, and the third. And it's like, when if it comes only to myself, could- I'll be like, well, perhaps. 
<laughs> Take a beat. Let's not because people will put shit on me. Yeah, and so you know it's the holidays, right? Right. But I, <laughs> I think that's when self doubt turns the wrong way for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that space, and you know we've got a lot of gem. We've got a lot of people asking questions. Please, because I think self doubt. As it relates to work and our personal lives can be very different depending on, you know, the person and how they, how we all manage. I also like, I mean, just like one other thing, which is that as a man of color, like I'm constantly thinking about, am I a threat to somebody? Right. And I Mm. think about like, um, you know, am I corrupting a situation by being in the room or do I have a right to be at the table? It's it's a constant, um, like program that's almost on all the time. Like, it's like the TV being on all the time, and so like, it's so that's that's definitely a part of it, you know. And um, I'm just now like course correcting and saying like, it's all right, man. You can be here. You can be at the table. You know, like when I was at the table yesterday, I felt right. I felt right about it. You know, I felt actually actually like. This is okay. And I said as much to them. And they were like, oh, that's cool that you're like opening up like this. Be truthful. You don't and have all that information. No, I just. Because <laughs> that's the other part. Is I that... didn't say all that. I was just like, this is really cool. I, I don't take any of this for granted. That's what I said. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like with these ages and shit, you know. Yeah. You give too much of an inch and they be feeling like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. It's like, no. Yeah. You're happy I'm here. Mm. Okay. That's going to be me from now on? Mm-hmm. All right. You're happy I'm here. Do it I? doesn't take away from your acknowledgement of like, this is dope. Yeah. But I'm, you're definitely not doing me favors. So kick the door off the hinge. I'm not time. saying kick the door off the hinge, <laughs> but I'm saying come through the door. Right. I was sitting in the power position now. Nice. Head of the table. Sitting in the power position. Actually, the middle. I got the middle, right? And they were like kind of two off to the side. I had the power position, felt good, got the coffee, got the waters. I just think so Didn't much of self-doubt and yeah, yeah. all of this has to do with, especially when it comes to black folks, mm-hmm. a feeling like we snuck in. Yes, of course. Yeah. And then I'm going to like the lights, those those weird lights, you know, the, in jail are like, the spotlight's going to hit me and I'm yeah. going to be like, you know, like, and that you're yeah. going to get interrogated and not know the answers Absolutely. and they're going to catch you in a lie. And, yeah. you know, I don't think a lot of, I don't think all of that comes from you, though. Mm. I think society also helps to breed that. I think it, they do that with women, too, yeah. where it's like, oh, like, you know, do you really belong here? Do you, do you really belong here? Yeah. And it's like, yes, I have, like, I, I, I have the skills. I got told I was like a junior writer once, like, on this project that will remain nameless, but like, after I had been hired as an, like, a, upper echelon writing position they were like but you're kind of like a junior writer and i was like oh right i'm not competent of course like how could i become how could i ever like spell my name or like tie my shoes you know and and the person just said it casually they didn't, it's like they didn't have to dress up for it they just kind of casually were racist <laughs> towards they could have done it from a hammock you know like they're just, <laughs> oh my like, god you know, i was like you don't know what you're saying or doing but i love this job you know like and i'll get that check but it's it's Oh, I know. It's just one of those. It's one of those things where, like, they just kind of like, "This is what you are." Yeah, this is what you are, and uh, that's it. You know. So they just decided, like, 
yeah, 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 you're this. And then I was like, I guess I'm not funny. I guess everything you say is funny. Then we went to the table read for that stuff, and then nobody laughed. And I was like, uh, well, huh, maybe all of us aren't funny. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, we're all, we all suck. That's it. <laughs> it I, was- <laughs> I have really been trying to work on, and this is hard to do, I'm going to tell you. Just being conscious of the fact that we're all going through shit. You know, we're all going through stuff. So, like, I have been trying to be more conscious of, like, okay, well, if I have self-doubt and I'm actually winning right now, right? So, when you're winning right now, people think you don't have doubt. That's, like, a real thing. People think that when you're popping that there's no questions, it's all answered, ta-da, when that's... I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like that's when the doubt comes in most. But if I may, you had already bought your mom's like Christmas gifts. So I feel as though you've pulled the trigger on that. I don't know what I'm going to get my mom. I have no idea. I, I you know, I, I see you. You're a person that's in control. You but, know what you're going to get your mom for Christmas. It's huge. Yeah, but I also <laughs> only have my mom to get Christmas presents. Oh, shit. That's true. <laughs> so it's easy yeah you know i mean like i don't have like no no yeah yeah okay okay like, my friends no. and i we don't exchange gifts mm-hmm. like if we see something cool we'll get it but it's not like an understood like we're going to exchange gifts kind of thing like so that's like an easy play i'm in control mm-hmm. i'm in control just because at a certain point i decided that i was only gonna make it if i got in control yeah yeah because the now or never happened for me where it was like you keep trying to give everybody else control like, please, let us let me get a good manager that can handle everything so I can just be over here being me. Let me get an assistant that can handle everything so I can just be over here being me. Let me get right. agents that can handle everything so I can be over here being me. And then you realize, like, all of them are helpful, mm-hmm. but only you are the master at being you. Yeah. So you're never going to not have to be in control if you're really trying to ascend based on being you. Yeah. Like, for me, my, my career path is that it's based on my point of view. Like that's not everybody's like career path. Right. Mm -hmm. But like for me, it was like my point of view is the actual product. Yeah. So I have to be intrinsically involved all the time. Right. Right. And at a certain point it came like, you're not micromanaging, but you do have to be, you'll never be able to pass over the reins. Do you ever feel though, like at some point, like, you know how artists like, and this is more of like this is a different medium, but but tell me what you think. Like of a this. handy wileying it. Look at you. What are you doing? How did you know I was gonna say that? Stop doing that. I mean, no <laughs> Rebecca's like, I don't know what they're talking about. Explain. I was talking about. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so I was talking about the 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 the, the point at which artists go from uh, you know doing all the art themselves to like creating like a factory type situation like your Julian Schnabel, Chuck Close, or a Kahinde Wiley, like wherein maybe they give the concept for what they want and then they other artists are delegated to make the portrait or whatever and that's just fucking weird. <laughs> Cuz we think the same. Yeah. We think the same. I mean, you know, we're we're kind of like um, Jean Grey and Xavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same powers. It's just how they're used. How they're used, right? Yeah. I love when Rebecca's like, "Yeah, that makes sense to me." 
Yeah, both- you're more Xavier about mm-hmm. it, right? You're very cerebral. Yeah. You're very like. I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I started a private school. <laughs> if I mean I could, I would. I you <laughs> you have an intense conf- like conflicted battle with your friend who is also just like oh possibly evil, but yeah, really yeah. it's like an Eric Killmonger situation. My friend of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Whereas I'm Jean Grey and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> <the> Phoenix. <laughs> um so we both draw our power from Grayskull. I love it. I get it. That's, That's a He-Man, He-Man reference, everybody. For and everybody. I mean, we got some footnotes to pass <laughs> up for everybody. I have the power. The last dose. There's things I'd be knowing, which is why my special Ivy Knowing will be <laughs> premiering on HBO January 26. But when it comes down to all of this, yeah. I think the best way to combat self not self doubt, imposter syndrome, all of that, is to ask the question: Am I being a good person? Mm-hmm. And you know, I I personally feel like we've gotten very loose with like what that means. When I think it's actually pretty straightforward. Don't, Don't be, be a fucking dick. dick. And I think that <laughs> not being a dick. Um, Maybe wasn't taught to certain people, but I'll tell you now some ways to not be a dick. Be thoughtful about other people's feelings. Be thoughtful about other people's time. Be thoughtful about other people's experiences. When you miss the mark on that, go back and say, I apologize for not being thoughtful about your time, about your, you know, about your experiences, about your feelings, et cetera. You know, taking accountability. And so often with self-doubt and self uh, and self-doubt and imposter syndrome, we really just get, we envelop on ourselves. We collapse on ourselves like a mm-hmm. star, you know? And uh, to me, like one of the best ways to get out of that is to consider just like what keeps your structure. And and for me, like I always talk about like having a thesis statement. And my thesis statement at this point is like, sure, you can make dope work. You can make dope shit. But really when it boils down to it, it's about how you treated people. Hmm. And, um, you know, I have a certain lack of patience. Uh, I have zero tolerance for stupidity. I have a certain, like, acerbicness about me that gets misread as, like, lack of care. But I understand that it affects people's feelings. And so I've had to become, like, a lot more aware. Mm. Because I don't want, I don't want to be thought of as somebody who didn't care about, like, others. Especially not because I just didn't have emoji speak that, that that reminds me of something i do with my daughter where it's like you know kids are so you know up their own little booties yeah and they're, oh. they're 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 self-absorbed so what i do with my daughter is i'm like she'll like maybe she'll see something that she wants mm-hmm. and i'm like oh what is what do you think maybe what do you think malcolm would want like mm. what do you think your brother would want what should we get him and, and she's like oh oh ooh, yeah yeah what, what about malcolm you know like like, cause it starts so young, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and to, to help someone be a person, you know, like sometimes that was, sometimes people just didn't do that, you know, yeah. like, and that's, that's it. I think right, you, like you see, didn't get yeah. the opportunity to have someone tell you, fuck that, that dude who told you you only went to Brown for being Brown for Brown, right. for being Brown. And so you've carried that. Yeah. 
And so I, car- I carried the same thing that the the, the, college, the the college story I relate to you as well. So it's like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's all this stuff that I've carried with me that now I'm starting to be like, just fuck it. I can't. I can't anymore. I can't keep dragging this around, you know. And like, it's and just, it's yeah. just laborious. Yeah, good work. <laughs> but I want to impart to everybody that we all do this. Yeah. Everybody at all stages, every healthy person at all stages of development does this. Narcissists don't do this outwardly. That's a great way of knowing when someone's a narcissist because they don't really present self-doubt to you in a real way. No. Um, like, should I get the yacht or the jet <laughs> The jet yacht in gold? The jet yacht <laughs> in gold. Jet yacht. Um, <laughs> but it's a constant work. And I think that what we sometimes forget is that all this work is constant. Yeah. You place boundaries and you got to keep fortifying the boundaries. You know, we... We make breakthroughs and you got to keep chipping away at the breakthrough. You know, it's like the earring. Like you can't leave the earring out too long. The ear, the clothes, the hole will close up. That's It'll true. close up. Oh. You got to keep, you know, you just got to keep at it. Yeah. So I think this was super dope to have you be so vulnerable and open about this topic. Thanks, man. And I hope that you guys uh, benefit from this as much as I did. Jordan, uh, are you performing right now? I am performing right now. You can find me. Um, oh my god! Well, I have a uh, you know, I have a podcast of my own. We just got picked up by WNYC, which is a, a, an affiliate of NPR. Um, it's called Adulting. Hashtag Adulting. I I do that, and I invite you to come on and be a guest, yes! which you already have been. But do it again. I would uh, love to. You Who's were the awesome. Co-host? Uh, Michelle Buteau. She is my my co queen and all this. She's amazing. <laughs> She's great. She's like divatastic. I just get the hell out of the way basically got it and she's awesome and um yeah we just it's it's awesome we just got like a 16 episode order from wnyc so, so we, we doing, doing that. that that's gonna be 2019 and then also you can catch me at west des moines in iowa at the funny bone on <laughs> new year's eve dance that was going along new with this. year's eve people yeah that's really me. yeah they wanted me they got me. You asked for Carlos on New Year's Eve. I'm coming, baby. That's right. Not not Des Moines. Not those Des Moines uh, jerks. We doing West, West Des, Moines. Des Moines. That's right. We have nothing to do with those East Des Moines mofos. We want West Des Moines. I'm only. with you, Playboy. Yeah, man. I'm with you. Dusty ass South Des Moines. I don't even know Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a, like a East Coast West Coast beef in Des Moines? I have no idea. Like, is no, it even big enough for an East? Exactly. Like, like is there like a different grade of potato depending on? Oh, oh that's oh. Idaho. That's Iowa Idaho. Yeah, 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 is yeah. corn. It's corn. Yeah. I went to Iowa. You did in high school. And you're back. I won a scholarship. <laughs> it's funny you say that. And you're back because when I got there, it was for a scholarship called the, the uh, Donna Reed Scholarship. And me and a group of others had won the scholarship. One of them being Brandon Victor Dixon, who is Emmy and uh, Emmy and Tony Award nominee, wow. and one of my best friends. And when we got there, the the we had to be transported like an hour and a half away. And the chaperone who picked us up opened the van door and said, "Huh, well, this is the first time I've ever seen colors." Ugh. Gross. And then it was like, all right, let's load up for this hour and a half drive. <laughs> He's ever seen colors. Mm-hmm. Wow, his big trip. Wow, how exotic for him. And when we got there, the woman who was like the person in charge, mm-hmm. she was like, we've got a lot of different folks moving in. There's been a rash of Mexicans. Oh, no. A rash of Mexicans? And definitely one of the winners was Janina, and she absolutely was Mexican. And she was like, well, this is pleasant. <laughs> Isn't it? 
Very pleasant. Then we did a parade, and they were looking at us like, oh. Wrong. No. no. <laughs> you can Now, you can have some brown hair, but, but you know, like, You're taking it way too far. But then, they had this inc- in but then they had this incredible performing arts center. Yeah. Just beyond, in the middle of Denison, Iowa, where all the kids have go-karts. And I was standing on the street, and I heard a rumble. Oh. Like and I was like, thing. what's happening? And when I turned around, it was like dusk. So I, like, I couldn't make out everything. And I just saw this like massive metal beast barreling towards <laughs> me. And I screamed bloody fucking murder and like jumped out of the street. <laughs> like, you know, you see like TV shows or someone like jumps out the street, like onto their whole side, onto yeah. the grass. I did that and like scampered back and it was a tractor. Is this a tractor? But it was like a fancy schmance tractor that looked like an actual Decepticon. We're talking about John Deere? We're talking about a Caterpillar? What's going on? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what it, it was. It a was Decepticon. coming at you. Was it like, did it have like a thresher too? It had like, everything. It had arms. It had, yes. Yes. It had arms. It had like a helm, you know? So someone was like at the helm, you know? Like they were definitely like at the bridge. They had the con. Someone was definitely at the con. You have the con. con. Yeah. I definitely just watched Hunt for Red October. Sure. And (laughs) which. I guess I'll never go to Montana. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that where he wanted to go? (laughs) And he goes, the goddamn cook. But he was the fucking traitor, right? Yeah, the cook was the traitor. Remember? It was like, ooh, they're they're at the nuclear reactors. And he like blows the cook away like, gah, 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 gah. (laughs) <laughs> I honestly didn't get to see the last we you, wait a minute wait a minute no you, I've seen it several times but okay. I forgot I, I've seen it several times but I, I it was when we were landing like, we were landing in New York for the special and like I woke up and fi- had figured out what the intro was right. for the special and so like it went out the door like Humphrey gotcha. Humphrey went out the door and I started writing the intro I like turned around to stand yeah. like three rows behind me like I got it and he's like I'm gonna yeah. see you off the plane oh, so man. yeah that was that that was this Thank you all so much for another episode of Small Doses. We're almost out of 2018. I don't even know how that happened. 2018 literally happened. It literally happened. We made it. And all I can think about is, when is the next time I'm going to have sex? Have a good time.